Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Thank you for joining me this great day. You are great people because you serve a great God and He loves you for who you are. He loves you for what He wants to do in your life. He loves you even though you sometimes make mistakes as I do. God loves us. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for walking with us. Thank you for giving us strength and power to overcome everything that comes our way. May we serve you. May we be honest before you. May we be obedient to you. May we do what we can to help the world see you. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, folks, Joshua in the Bible, the Old Testament, he passes away at 110 years old after fulfilling some great moments in history and leading the people into the promised land. Remember, he took over when Moses died and was able to fulfill Moses' dream by taking the Israelites into the promised land. So now God chooses to raise up judges. And some were great and followed God totally, and others did not. And you know, those judges, there was good judges, and there was bad judges. Judges that followed the will of God, judges that just turned their back on God. Now, I don't have to tell you about all the 12 judges, but I want to highlight three of them today and talk a little bit about them because I think it's important for us to understand uh, God's truth and how he worked even in the Old Testament and how the power of God was not only alive then, but alive today. Deborah, she was a prophet and a judge. Yes, a prophet and a judge. And some people say, a woman, a prophet. Well, God used women. God used men. God used anybody who'd be willing to follow him. She wasn't just a judge, but she was a spokesman for God. She was a preacher, a prophet, who also judged the land. In the New Testament, we find uh, Philip had four daughters who were prophetesses, who taught Jesus to the people. Listen to Judges chapter 4, verse 4 and 5. Now Deborah, a prophet, the wife of Lapidoth, was leading Israel at that time. She held court under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. She was used in a powerful way. They went to her to have their disputes decided. See, God wants to use people. God wants to use you. Are you willing to be used by God? Well, pastor, I just don't have it. I'm just, I, I just don't have all the tools. Yes, you do, because you were created by God. You love him. You serve him. You're alive in him. He wants to use you for his glory. She was able, Deborah was able to minister to people and deliberate in decision-making. See, leaders believed in her leadership. Barak obviously lacked confidence and would only go to lead the people if Deborah went with him. She could have just said, you chicken, get out and do your job. She certainly, she said, certainly I will go, but the cost is that they will give me the credit and you won't get it. Yes, the credit was going to a woman, so she went. You see, because he wanted, Barak wanted her, wanted her to go do this because he didn't want to. He says, Barak said in verse 8, he said, if you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. Oh, for goodness sakes. Come on, Barak. You can do that. Or Barak, it's spelled B-A-R-A-K. But uh, 
Deborah, certainly I will go with you, Deborah said. But because of this, because of the course you're taking, you're not going to get the credit. And you, you can read that in the whole chapter, the fourth chapter of Judges. I know I just kind of brought that up randomly out of the wild blue, and some of you are saying, what are you talking about? Well, read Judges 4. That will help you. I know you get this, but really get it today. God uses men and women. God is anxious for all people to follow him and to be led by him and to be willing to go to the forefront for him, to stand in the gap for him, to be used by God. Sometimes it's tough to follow God when you're nervous and scared and unsure of the future. And that's a little like Brock was here in in Judges chapter 4. He was unsure. He didn't have the confidence. But I'm telling you something. God will give you confidence. God will give you strength. I know when I started pastoring, uh, senior pastoring at age 32, I was thinking, am I too young for this? Can I handle these people? Can I handle a situation that's not not easy? Coming to a church that had some major issues going on in it way back then. But I'm telling you, when God is with you and when God goes before you, you can do anything that you would like. Sometimes it's tough to follow God when you are nervous and when you're scared. You worry about bad things happening. I must admit there's things I worry about. Sometimes things we don't, they don't always go as planned. Sometimes we have mishaps along the way. I've certainly had my share. I feel fortunate compared to some people. You know, I, you hear on the news of all sorts of things, uh, you know, going on. And, you know, you, I was reading about this person, this was several years ago, that this lady grabbed a knife, a cutting knife, and grabbed it, but lost control of it and landed perfectly on one of his toe, one of her toes, and uh, and cut it completely off. Ouch! After screaming or saying "ouch," she thought that the better uh, to better save it and go to the doctor to see if he could reattach it. But before he could, before she could get down there, the cat scrambled and ran and ran off with the toe. Now, folks, that's a bad day. Now, I'm I'm proud of people who finally choose to say, "I will be used by God in a very powerful way," and. I know it won't always be easy to say yes. It's not always to see, say yes to a call. I was recently, and you heard uh, the interview I had with some people from Sri Lanka, and they had to say, they said yes to a call to go to a country that persecutes Christian, that if they know you're Christian and they know you're pushing Christianity, it's going to be a tough, tough go. But they did because they felt the call of God. And when God is behind it, God will watch over us. God will protect us, and God has protected them, and now they are teaching ministers, pastors, to be pastors in that country where there's literally 1% Christians. Now, if you got online, they'd say there's, I think, 7% Christians. They say that is not true whatsoever. That encamps people who claim Christianity that aren't, that really aren't uh, in the Christian realm. But I can tell you this, it's a tough go. In your life, God may call you to do something different, not, maybe not in ministry, maybe in a job situation that maybe won't be comfortable, but yet you feel God tugging at your heart to do it. I'm going to tell you, follow what God leads. Follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit within your heart. God will lead you. God will guide you. He will show you the way. What continues to get me as I study the book of Judges is that God used these people. And holy judges led people into a great spiritual place. But as soon as they died, a people forsook God and went their own way. What, what scares me about that is, folks, we don't want to follow our pastor, our leader. 
It's not about them. It's not about the leader of your church. It's about the God Almighty serving him. Yes, yes, you want to certainly uh, support your leadership, but when you start putting your trust and faith in a man or a woman and putting them on a pedestal instead, instead of Jesus Christ on the pedestal, that's when the issues happen. And folks, I want to be a good pastor. I want to be a good leader. I'm certainly not perfect, but I want to be a good man. I want to be a good radio uh, speaker. I want to be a good chaplain. I want to do the best that God can use me at, but I'm certainly not perfect. And I'm certainly sometimes say things maybe that that get taken out of context. Maybe I say things wrong sometimes. I'm not perfect, but I can tell you God wants to use all of us, and he knows we're not perfect. He knows we have struggles. He knows if we we're perfect, we'd be in heaven. But, you know, as you look at these different uh, kings, if you uh, look through the book of of kings and judges, and you see all these different kings, you see some of them falling into old habits, old ways, and leaving God on the curb of their life. Folks, that's what happens to many of us in our, we get going, things are going well. I think about some people in church, things are going well, they're really involved in church for a number of years, and then suddenly something just rubs them wrong, and suddenly disrupts them, and so they turn their back on the church. And they say, well, I'm going to go somewhere else too. And then they start their church hopping, which we see all over in Christendom, is we want to find the perfect church. I got news for you, ladies and gentlemen. There is no perfect church, but we serve a perfect God. Love him. Serve him. Do what you can to worship him. Do what you can to be involved in the body of Christ somewhere and get involved. Don't be judgmental. Don't judge your church because they don't do this or they don't do that. You get involved in your church and say, I want to help. I want to be a part. I want to help people know Jesus Christ. I want to help the staff, the pastors in their in their work, in their ministry. You know, after Deborah was gone, there was seven years of people doing evil. Seven years. Here she did wonderful, but seven years of people doing evil. Finally, when the Israelites sincerely cried out to the Lord, again he heard their cry, and he sent the angel of the Lord to Gideon. See, Gideon is used to help restore the people. People, you need to understand this today. God sends people in your life to help you see the importance of walking with him. Sometimes we get on with life and somehow, some way, Satan sidetracks us. And the next thing we know, we have fallen victim to spiritual defeat until God sends his Holy Spirit. And sometimes through a person, Maybe through a friend, maybe through a pastor, maybe through a church, or maybe through a family member. But God puts someone in your way to wake you up, to realize that you have fallen into a hole of being that's spiritually vacant. You go through the motions, but there is nothing there in your heart. That's why many times you hear the New Testament, the notes to the churches, especially in Revelation, says, wake up, wake up, stop falling victim to the world and its pleasures, and all the things they say to do. You start living by what the Lord tells you to do. You know, take your walk with God seriously. Now, Gideon was a man of God, but Gideon questions God. I'm sure all of us at some part in our life have questioned God and wondered if we're really following the leading of uh, his desires, or is it our own desires? I'm going to start tomorrow. I'm going to read you this in Judges 6 uh, tomorrow. But I want us to walk with God, to be in tune with God, and know that we've got a relationship with the Almighty because He loves you and He has a tremendous plan for your life. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.